podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Welcome to the Launch Podcast. This is Allison Little. Today's episode is called Expect Miracles with Gary Link. Gary is a phenomenal person inside and out, and he's actually an advocate for teens. He also serves as an ambassador for Access, an organization whose mission is to help foster greater relationships between families with parents and children and teens, and he has done so much to help people. I'm super excited about this story because I know a little bit of it. And um, it was it was a very hard thing that happened to Gary. And the fact that we have this opportunity to share it is so awesome and beautiful. And it makes my heart happy. One of the things that Gary uh, really exemplifies is this quote of be the reason someone believes in good people. I remember meeting Gary, uh, I, it must have been two or three years ago at a conference, and he just exuded joy and has been one of the lifters in my life personally and just does that over and over again in the lives of others. And so if you've ever met him, you know that he exudes happiness and joy even in the toughest of circumstances. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that story. But I really wanted to bring him here and have this conversation with him because of just who he is and how much I believe that his story will absolutely change your perspective And it'll help you expect miracles. You know, I think his story is one of resilience, of perseverance, of hope and love and all the good things. And so I'm super grateful for the time that we have right now to to really share Gary's story. So Gary, welcome to the Launch Podcast. Allison, I I can't thank you enough to be able to have this opportunity to be able to come to to your audience and and also on the launch leaders and also your podcast is to share with your phenomenal leaders and just your listeners on my journey, but also to share lessons learned so that we can uh, get back to, to what is real in life and what is, how can we contribute toward life to be able to be the best person that we can be. And I'm excited. I'm excited today because this is the very first one that I've given. I've, I've really held off. I've had a lot of requests and I've really held off. And I think so much of, of you and Tony and your family. And I just thought this would be a great, great venue to, uh, to use to get my story. Oh my gosh. Well, we are so grateful. We're grateful that you are sharing it with our audience today. And, you know, I know that in a, in a bigger sense, it's going to, this is just the, the starting point of, of what that story is going to do in the world. And I'm super grateful. I'm grateful that you're here talking to me yes. and I'm grateful that you're, um, you're going to share just, you know, the powerful story that you went through. So first off, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, I've always, Allison, I've always had a really an admiration for teens. Um, when you and I were growing up, and I'll, I'll speak to me because you're in your 30s, I'm in my 50s, and we we played outside. Uh, we didn't really have a lot of different types of things pulling at us, but today it is so, there's so many things that are pulling. There's so many types of stressors. There's so many type of different types of uh, social media that has really impacted our world greatly in a good way and also in not such a good way. And so I partnered with an organization, um, Axis out of Colorado Springs and also BARK, B-A-R-K, 
uh, which actually monitors social media for parents for their teens. And they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I just had a really, just an admiration to kind of help teens. It's not easy for teens to grow up right now. That's true. That is so true. It's so difficult for, because you have, you have a lot of different, as I mentioned, things pulling and parents today really have a love for their children. And when they have such a love for their children, sometimes, you know, when they come in, they see their body language, they know exactly when they're not doing so well. Sometimes it's a little bit fearful to ask. And so what we do at AXIS and what we do in, and what I do with other organizations is try to help foster that conversation. How do you start that conversation? And it not be such an adversarial or judgment or perspective of judgment, but also put your arm around them and join them on their journey. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you're a father. You have one son. Yeah. How old is Austin? He's 28 and he has taught me more about life than I could have ever in any type of books. You know, our kids, you know that uh, you have two little ones and um, and just think of it, a blink of an eye. We're going to have this conversation again in several years and they're going to be and I, I'm sorry, Allison, but they're going to be in high school. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't even imagine. I know. I know. It grows so fast and so big. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining. And, you know, let's get into the story. I'm going to just set the stage for our friends who are listening. I remember the day, like it was yesterday, when I found out that you had your accident and Mm -hmm. I, my heart was broken and I was so sad for you. I was so sad and I was worried. <laughs> and I and I was like, oh my gosh, like we need to find out how Gary is. And I just, I was so sad. My heart was sad because you were such a, a light in the world and I wanted you to be okay. And I didn't know what had happened. Whenever things like that happen in life, sometimes we just kind of, you know, it just seems so unknown, right? And I, I hated the unknowns. And so it was May 12th, 2020. Tell us what happened. Well, you know, Allison, you know, instead of giving you all the fluff and all that, I kind of want to get really to the detail of what happened. And I woke up in ICU on May the 13th, the morning after, and I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know anything about, you know, what took place the night before. At um, mm-hmm. I just knew that I had, I had to uh, find out, obviously, with the health and the hospitals and the medical, uh, everything was confidential and private. And so at that time, COVID had hit in March, late February, early March. I was not able to, to, to have my family. And I reached out to my, I asked the nurse in ICU to, to reach out to my son. And, and she did. She gave me an iPad. And I reached out to my son. And, I, and then I knew exactly what happened. And I said, tell me what happened last night. And also, not only tell me what happened last night, but please tell me it wasn't my fault because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so my son said, dad, I'm just glad you're alive. I'm just glad you're alive. You know? And I said, but what happened? And he says, well, a, a, a young lady, young, young lady hits you from behind doing 68 miles an hour. And it turned the little truck that you were driving. It turned it three times and it threw you out the back window in about 50 feet into, um, uh, into a uh, backyard of a home. I said, wow. I said, uh, I just know I'm broken. 
and I know that it's going to be very difficult for me to recover. And I've got a long road ahead of me. And I'll never forget what he said, Allison. He said, he said, dad, he said, don't worry about how long it's going to take to recover. I have you, I have you, I have you now. And that's all that matters. And he grounded me a 20 at that time. Well, he's 28. He turned, he, he turns 29 in July. He was 27 at that time and 27. He grew up so fast because now he had to communicate with the doctors and the surgeons. He had to talk to the trauma team about my prognosis and, and what, what was going on in my world. And so at that time he was my lifeline uh, to the outside world because I didn't really know uh, I was uh, captured in a great way. I was captured in the hospital system and it was such a wonderful experience and one that I had to have a paradigm shift. I had to have a shift into what had happened to me. And then I also had to make the shift of what was I going to use? How, how was I going to use this platform in a negative way? Or was I going to make it, make a change for, for, for better? Mm. Oh my goodness. That's got to be such a hard conversation to have, even if it's through messaging or, you know, just kind of that, that conversation that you had, what did it feel like to, to wake up and like, be like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. And now like, I, I talked to you a little bit, what it was when you just got home, I think. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Right. I think we talked, I think we talked it just briefly uh, in was between. The hospital too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just talking to you and hearing just, it was hard, right? It was hard to to kind of grasp, just for our listeners, share just some of the things that you were dealing with, because I, I feel like they, people don't understand how broken you were. <laughs> you were really broken. Like, yeah. I remember hearing, I was like, okay, Gary, tell me, I need to know like what's happening. Like, how broken are you? And and you were telling me, and it was like, oh my gosh. I'll tell you the two parts of the brokenness. One was the emotional brokenness. And then two was the physical brokenness. On the physical side, I had a concussion uh, when I was admitted into ER that night of the May the 12th. I had a, a bleeding of the brain. They couldn't take me into emergency surgery uh, because of my, the bleeding of the brain. And then also about 3 a.m. on May the 13th, the morning after, they were able to stop the bleeding and they were able to rush me into emergency surgery. And um, my pelvic was shattered in four different places. They put seven screws into my pelvic area to stabilize. And then they put a halo. Uh, I call it an X-fixator, or some people know it as a halo around my waist to be able to stabilize that and start the healing process of the pelvic. And um, so my left shoulder was uh, shattered in five different places. My left shoulder was in need of immediate surgery to, I was taking 18 different medications uh, just to calm the pain. And then I had, um, I had one broken finger, seven broken ribs, a broken right leg, an ACL tear, and uh, a damaged left hip. And uh, that was the physical piece. But the emotional piece was more so grabbing the reality of it all, just the all-consuming, where am I? How did I get here? Mm -hmm. And what did I do to bring me to this point where I thought I've always been serving people? And then I had to realize later on down my journey why I was here and what happened. But immediately the emotional stress and the emotional reaction was why. Mm, I remember. Yeah, that's got to be hard. Why did this happen to me? 
Why am I going through this? Why am I so broken? And even I remember talking to you and just, you're trying to figure out, Allison, like this could take years. And I'm like, I was doing the math just now. Are we like at eight or nine months? How far are we? Nine months. We're nine months in. It's not even a year, my dear friend. Look at you. The trauma surgeon told me uh, 12 to 18 months and that I would be in a wheelchair from 10 to 12 months. I remember remember you and I speaking in, in the rehab session. I was just finishing up the session for the morning and I was speaking to you, I think around 1130, 12 o'clock noon. And I remember that session is the rehab, just precious, precious team, rehab team that took care of me. And I remember the day I was really depressed and because the rehab young lady told me, said, well, I want you to know is that you don't have any use of your left, left arm. You have no use of your left leg. You have no use of your right leg. So you only have one uh, extremity that you can use, and that's your right arm. So you're going to have to have someone push you in a wheelchair for the next almost a year and a half, because if you use just your one arm, you're going to go around in circles. And who wants to go around in circles? And and at that time, I was really saying, I'll go around in circles. But, uh, (laughs) but, But, you know, the thing is, Allison, is that that was a really dark time for me because I've never known to be dependent on anyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm really independent and I love to help people. And for me to be given the gift of learning how to receive was a huge, huge lesson for me. Mm. Because I had to not only learn how to receive from the medical staff, I had to learn how to receive from how the different people in my life Uh, that I've always been there to rescue. Mm. Then I started having a shift of receiving instead of giving. Wow. How did it feel at first? It felt very uncomfortable. I remember someone, when I first got home on June the 11th, this was 30 days after I went in uh, the hospital on May the 12th. On June the 11th, I remember one of my sisters came over and made my bed and I could not move. And I felt so uncomfortable with my sister making my bed because if it was my brother making my bed, that's okay. But my sister, you know, we take care of ladies. Mm-hmm. And it was very uncomfortable. And what did you learn? I learned that people really do want to help. People mm-hmm. really do want to give back. And people do really know your heart. If your heart is genuine and your heart is pure, then they'll give you the moon. Mm-hmm. but you have to receive it. And it's hard to receive something if you've always been giving. And I had to learn the precious gift of receiving. That precious gift of receiving was one of the most greatest lessons that I learned coming out of this accident. What you just said was so beautiful. It's hard to receive if you're always giving. And I think, you know, there's that mindset that I think many people have, um, especially people that are givers, right? Like you just want to add value to people. You want to, you want to be there for people and you want to give, 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 give. And there's something to be said for allowing our hearts to be open to receive. I think that you learn that lesson is really important. So I'm thinking, you know, our listeners, they can't see you right now. Could you describe kind of, you're not in a wheelchair, right? I'm not. I'm sitting behind my desk in my desk office and I feel amazingly blessed because of the shift that I made in the hospital. And Allison, I have to just tell you is that this morning I woke up and I received, you know, like we all do, encouragement, inspirations. And it says, if you run into a wall, 
don't turn around and give up. Figure out a way that you can climb over it, go through it, or work around it. And I couldn't climb over it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go through it, even though I thought I had gone through a wall on May the 12th. And I figured out a way to work around it. And to work around it not only was up to me, it was up to me to receive the gift of others to be able to help me work around it. That's so beautiful. So how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm feeling very well. PTSD, a little bit of issues emotionally because I blacked out when I was in the air in flight when I was ejected from the vehicle, but I'm doing very well physically. I have about a couple more surgeries to go, Okay. but I'm just so blessed. I'm just so blessed. You look fantastic. I just am like blown away because you look just so amazing and you just have your color back and you look healthy and your smile is back and the, the light in your eyes is back. It's like my friend Gary is back. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I am so grateful because God has chosen this platform for me to be able to use to inspire others is not to be able to to hide my light in any way. And anyone that followed my journey prior to this accident uh, knew that I was very close to my mother and uh, when she was going through dementia. And one of the songs that we always sang together was this little light of mine. And this little light of mine, you know, you can't hide it. You got to let it shine. And so we would always sing that together. And I always remember that because, you know, if she was here today, she would tell me, let your light shine because so many other people need to see the light in a dark, dark place where they are. And um, that's what basically I was doing, Allison, is I was actually, I'd started a mission to be able to help single mothers or mothers that were in a domestic abuse and they were basically having to find a new place to live. Mm-hmm. And I was actually helping and actually rallying around my friends to be able to help people. And I had a lady that come from Florida, come up from Florida and with four kids and uh, we helped her get settled in. And then we helped another lady get settled in. And then we helped another lady get settled in. And it's just the, the mission that I have of just loving people and wanting to see not only in my daily walk of my spiritual and faith, but also to be able to take that and put that in, into action. Mm. You are one of those people that puts it into action and you show up in such a big way to help people. And so what are the top three things? Like if you were talking to somebody who is, maybe they just had their own accident, whether it's a car accident or they just found out that they have cancer or Maybe their spouse or significant other is leaving them or they lost their job. Like there are, unfortunately, life shows up sometimes and and it's not always in the best way, right? What advice would you offer them? Oh, wow. You know, I had, I was laying in the bed on May the 22nd and I asked that same question to me. I said, how can I respond to this unfortunate event that's happened in my life And what I said is that I'm going to make the best and I'm going to be able to embrace. And I had to get to a point, Allison, where, and I, and I encourage your listeners that if they're in, and again, if you're not, if you're not beginning a storm or not going through a storm, you're just coming out of a storm. Mm. 
So if you're not going into one, if you're not in the middle of one, you're coming out of one. And I encourage your listeners to say, to ask yourself, how can I use this to be able to, to embrace it? Is that, cause I know Allison, you've had your own challenges and with in, in your mother and, and then family history. And then, you know, the airplane ride that, the, mm-hmm. that you, you uh, expressed in one of your books. And by the way, love your books, but it's embracing the unfortunate situation so that you can impact and use, because not everyone has that platform. Not everyone has that opportunity, but I was given the opportunity. Again, we, we go back and re, we look back on May the 13th and said, emotionally, why me? And then on May the 22nd, I had to turn that around and say, why not me? And so when I said, why not me? And I encourage your listeners to say, why not me? Because now God has given you a platform to be able to use, to be able to impact the lives of others in a much greater way as if you had not gone through that. That is such a good point, Gary. And, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking people learn more from you through the hard stuff that you go through and you share that story than uh, the amazing things and easy things that you go through. And even just like the successes, like people like to hear about my books, but what they'd rather, what they connect with emotionally is going through my mom going through breast cancer, or I almost died in a car crash too. You don't know that story, but that happened. At, yeah. I was trying to figure out how many times I almost died. It's a lot, but yeah, <laughs> I totaled the car when I was 16, but that's, those things are, are really pivotal, not only for yourself to reevaluate, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I fulfilling my purpose? Am I serving the people I need to serve? But number two, when you can share those stories and you can feel brave in sharing those stories, it'll inspire others to say, oh my gosh, I'm going through a hard time right now in my life and I can keep going and I can show up for myself. And and one of the things that I noticed and, and because I've been talking to you kind of throughout the journey, I must have talked to you after that May 22nd. Because even though I could hear in your in your voice, it was hard and you were struggling and it was scary. Like I, I knew that because of course, right? It had to be. You really focused on trying to be the most optimistic person ever. Like I, I and I could tell, like you would even, I would say, like, are you do how are you doing? And you know, it was you were in pain and you were on all of the medications and you had all of the the looming, like, what does the future hold questions. But at the end of the day, when I was when I was listening to your voice and listening to your spirit, you were pushing yourself to be positive. So talk about that mindset shift, because I think that in itself is really powerful, how you're able to really be positive. Right. That's so true, is that your outside is really struggling to, to survive and to go through the trauma, but your spirit never leaves you your spirit will kind of hold you in a check and balance. And Allison, that shift had to take place when a lady walked in my room and she was taking my my breakfast and lunch and dinner order for the next day. And she walks in and I said, good morning. And she said, well, good morning to you. And I said, how are you doing? And she said, I'm fine. I said, and here's where the shift began. I said, no, I really want to know how you're doing. And she said, I'm not doing well. And I said, can you share with me? I said, I really want to know. And uh, in my brokenness, 
no left shoulder, no left leg, no use of my left leg, no use of my right leg. You know, my emotional state was terrible. And, but I wanted to know about this lady taking my order. And I said, would you, could you have a seat? She had a seat. And I said, don't worry about, don't worry about the next room. I just wanted to just take a time out. She said, I, I got three hours of sleep last night. And I said, I'm sorry. And she said, I have to work a 12 hour shift today. And I said, uh, is there anything that I can pray for you with? And she said, well, I just learned yesterday is that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she said, and I also learned that I need to be out of my residence in 30 days. And right then and there, I, re I basically took the attention off of me and I said, I, I can serve in a greater way. And so that, Allison, was a shift for me that leaders, leaders have a higher vision. Leaders have a greater awareness that they need to shift into a higher gear to be able to care for those and your, the, the team around them instead of being self-consumed. And I was wanting to know how this, she's 73 years old, 74 now, we still stay in touch. And I am just absolutely blessed that she chose my room to walk in. Oh my gosh. And it was that story that helped you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. And, and, and I'll share one last story with you is that during my accident, I had a young lady that came to me. I call her an angel and she's 20 years old. She's from a local city here. And she came and what actually 20 year old comes and, and helps in a situation and calls for towels. I'm laying on the ground and she puts towels around me. Once she secures the towels from nearby, nearby homes, she puts towels around my head and puts towels around my neck, puts a towel in my mouth so I can quit grasping at my tongue. And she secures my spinal cord. And I got to tell you, Allison, I'm 57, and I don't think I would actually have the awareness to be able to do that. But later, that was on May the 12th. Yes, that, was, that was right after your accident. So you're laying... I'm laying on the ground, I'm laying on the ground in the backyard and, and this, this young lady, 20 years old, and she calls for towels uh, because obviously the nearby, nearby um, people, the families there, they had heard the accident and they came out the back door and they, she was yelling for towels, the 20 year old, and she got the towels, she secured it around my, around my neck area and she held my hand and she stayed with me until the EMS got there and she called me on June the third on Friday, June the third. And she said, and she contacted me two days prior to that on June the first through Facebook. But on June the third, we talked for the first time. And she said, Gary, she said, I want you to know is that I've always wanted to be a paramedic. And I never could get my certification because I always thought I would freeze. Mm -hmm. And she said, your accident proved to me that I would not freeze. Oh my and, gosh. And so, <laughs> So now I get the opportunity to put her through school <laughs> so that she can touch the lives of how many accidents that just my accident was one accident. Now she has the opportunity to be able to go out to an accident site and impact multiple people's lives. Oh. 
just through the contribution of just one incident. So if you don't think that God had a plan, God has a plan in all of our lives. And I want to encourage your listeners is regardless of their faith, regardless of their spirituality, is that when you come across a, an adversarial or any type of crisis, that there is a bigger plan for you. Oh. And it's the way that you respond and leaders respond with a higher vision. And we respond with a greater awareness and we bring people with us. We never walk along. Mm. And that is powerful. And it's not about me, Allison. It's about the journey is not arriving because we all have not arrived. And mm. I'm not sure what that destination is, but I can tell you this. It's about the journey of putting your hand out and bringing people with you. That's what leaders do. Mm, that's so true. Oh my gosh. You made me cry. The people on the podcast can't see me crying, but oh, it was such a beautiful story. It made me so happy because it was, you know, I'm sure what she did helped save your life. And so I'm so grateful to her. Um, tell her thank you from us because we want you to be alive in here. And I want to ask you one more question for anybody who maybe has never had a miracle show up in their life, like what, what you had, where you got to live through, you, you, I mean, your experience is a miracle for sure. I mean, you are alive. You shouldn't be here. You're healthy. You look beautiful. You're doing great. You're, you're out there serving with your gifts and abilities. And, and if there's anything that I can, the only way I can describe it is it's a miracle. How would you recommend that people start to anticipate miracles showing up in their life? What a wonderful question is prepare. Opportunities do not wait for preparation. When You never know when an opportunity is going to present itself. So prepare yourself for that time because it doesn't pay. It, it, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. And you're exactly right. Be the reason why someone believes that there's nice people in this world and prepare yourself early for an opportunity that comes up, prepare yourself emotionally and prepare yourself physically so that when you are given this opportunity, instead of why me, it's why not me. And that you have prepared yourself for such a time as this is to be able to say, yes, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna shift into a higher elevated mode as a leader and I'm going to bring people with me and that journey is going to be a positive journey. And the outcome can is going to influence many, many people. Mm. And I think that's, that's such a great point. And I think as soon as you get that perspective, what happens that in, in my life, what I've seen happen is number one, when those bad things happen or difficult challenges happen, I always ask myself, what lesson am I learning? Even when it's like so hard that I can't even stand it. I just had, I got called back for a mammogram and it was so scary. And I was crying in the little room and I had to go get an ultrasound and they showed me the spot. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have breast cancer. I was so scared. I didn't, I was fine. But 
that that was a scary um, situation. And I and I just thought to myself, what lesson am I learning and who am I going to help? And just this week, I had a friend who had to go through the exact same thing. And so I, I prepped her. I said, they might bring you into a little room and then you might have to do this, but it's going to be okay. And so mm-hmm. I think whenever you have a chance or an opportunity to say, what lesson am I learning in this horrible thing that's so scary and so like it could like take the wind out of you, that shift puts it on to that other person and, and can, really can help serve and you never know when that's that opportunity to serve will show up. And, and I think that's what you did time and time again, even through your recovery, right? You, you showed up even when you were in the most broken of places where, you know, you could have been, oh my, poor me, I can't, and perhaps could have been that way, but you took the time and energy to say, you know what, how can I serve you? And even if my entire body is broken, I can serve you with my spirit and I can serve you with my belief and I can serve you with my words because your words were, I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember you're like telling me everything that's broken. And I said, well, Gary, you have your right hand. I said, what, what hand do you write with? And he's like, my right one. And I said, huh, I wonder if that's because you're supposed to write this down and share this story with somebody else, right? And and we had that conversation. And I think in that brokenness, you served in such a big way. And I'm super grateful you're here. And the last question I ask everybody that's on the launch podcast are, what are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? The two things I've done, Allison, is to be able to listen to people that are smarter than me. And you know this as well as other leaders on this podcast is that if you're the smartest one in the room, you need to get another room. And so I've always surrounded myself with other people that are uh, higher thinkers, that are elevated thinkers, uh, so that I can learn in a greater, greater way. Second thing is, like I mentioned before, is take your team with you. Do not go on an island by yourself. It's lonely at the top. And when you take people with you, there's things that you can't do that they can And there's things that they can't do that you can. And a team really, and I keep reemphasizing team, is that leaders bring people with them and show them the way and make the way. You may not be able to be the best type of technical expertise, but there's someone on your team that will. And that you, if as long as you surround yourself with Good, pure, transparent, honest, vulnerable people. That is a powerful, powerful team. Mm, So true. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gary. I'm so grateful that you're here and that you are serving the world with your gifts and abilities. So how do people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me through my email, which is glink, G-L-I-N-K-S-C, as in South Carolina, at gmail.com. And also, I'm starting a new website that will be up shortly. It's going to be called iTransform180. It's iTransform180.com. And that's where I'm going to launch my speaking engagements and also different types of offerings to be able to help. And again, the mission still continues. Prior to the accident, my mission was to help young ladies that needed a place to stay uh, and to get settled back in with their children. And that mission still continues today. And uh, as long as I have breath, that uh, is something that will uh, not only stay idle, stay by independent of its own, but it will also gather arms and legs and feet and be able to uh, increase in other ways. Mm. 
So good. So good. I'm so grateful for you, Gary. Thank you so much for being a part of the launch podcast to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. If you loved it as much as I did, if it touched your heart as much as it did mine, make sure you share it with somebody. You never know who might be struggling in silence and just needs a little hope and needs to believe in miracles and to expect miracles to show up in their life. So thanks again. And I thank everyone for being a part of this amazing journey. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 